Welcome to another episode of Black, Wealthy, and Wise, the number one podcast for helping black families escape financial slavery and create financial freedom so they can live their best life and leave a legacy for your family. I'm your host, Alex Jones. In this episode of Black, Wealthy, and Wise, I'm going to be talking about how to profit during inflation. Just imagine going to the gas station and only having to pay a dollar and 30 cents or being able to buy a loaf of bread for 50 cents. Just imagine it. That was back in 1981. But to just help put things in perspective, the average salary in 1981 was $12,000. Today, Gas is actually $3.39 a gallon, and bread will cost you $3 and something cents, right? But the average salary is roughly about $62,000 a year. In this episode, guys, I want to talk about inflation. And and in particular, I want to talk about what inflation is, and I want to share with you five things you can do to profit from inflation. You've bought anything lately. If you have bought a a gallon of gas, if you tried to buy a home, if you have bought clothes or gone to the grocery store, you know we are dealing with inflationary times now, which means if you have $100 today, it's going to take you $107 next year to buy the same item. What's happened? What has happened is called inflation. Inflation is the general increase of goods and services over time. So inflation is hovering now roughly around seven and a half percent. It's the government's job to try and make sure inflation does not get out of hand. Inflation typically runs roughly around two to three percent on average. Now that number is allowed to go up and down over time. And so they're trying to make sure that it averages out to roughly around two to 3%. How do we get here? How do we get to where we are now? So if you go back, if you look at uh, over the last few years, the stock market has been going up since roughly about 2009. And during that time, money has been pumped into the marketplace, right? Because we know we had the Great Recession back in 2008. And so the government was trying to make sure that the economy doesn't stall. They actually put money into the marketplace somewhere around 2008 and 2009. Well, stock market has been Uh, been doing very, very well since then. And then right around, I'd say probably about four or five years ago, uh, there has been real big talk about making sure that companies are able to get access to cheap money, okay, uh, through what's called interest rates. Side note, the government does not actually create money. 
money is actually created by the Federal Reserve, which is not a federal agency. It is a it is a collection or a group of private banks. And they actually charge us money or charge us interest for putting money into the marketplace. That rate is called the federal funds rate. So back in uh, two or three years ago, um, or for the last, really since 2009, their whole goal was to try to make sure that there's enough money in the system, okay, and that that money is pretty cheap, that companies can borrow cheaply, which allows them to uh, put money into uh, investments, uh, hiring people, making sure they're able to have money for uh, for research and development, for improvements. So all of those things really help to fatten the uh, big companies' pockets, right? Uh, it allowed them to hire people. And as a result, as people were being hired, they had more money in, in their pockets, which allowed them to be able to buy more goods and services. So you can kind of see how all this works out. And it allowed uh, the stock market to grow because companies were doing very well and people were willing to put their money, invest their money into the stock market to make sure they're able to get a piece of the action. That's a little bit of how we got here. Then, if you remember, right during the, when the pandemic started, we had uh, some serious issues. People were laid off and people were being furloughed. So as a result, uh, the government started pumping money into the system, okay, to make sure that the economy did not collapse. So, so now we have the, an economy that's blistering hot. We have stimulus money that's being pumped into the system. We have uh, cheap money and cheap interest rates, which allows companies uh, to borrow money cheaply. It allows people to buy houses and other items that they need to borrow money for. It allows them to buy those items cheaply. And as a result, things are sky high. So I hope that kind of puts in perspective to try to give you an idea of how do we get here. Now, what do we expect the government to do? That the government wants to try and not put as much money into the market into the system. And they do this by raising the interest rates, which then means people won't want to borrow as much money. Okay. The federal reserve also, um, puts money out there in the way of, uh, of loans. Okay. So the federal reserve is actually when they start to raise rates, that means the price of bonds go down. Okay. Uh, or the, uh, yep, the price of bonds go down. So what happens is people will start to trade in the bonds that they currently have for new bonds because they want to be able to get a higher interest rate. So it allows the federal reserve to buy up some of the money supply. Okay. So with that, we can expect interest rates are going to be up Consumer prices hopefully will start to come down because there won't be as many people in the marketplace buying stuff. Okay. Now, the other thing that we can expect to happen is 
we can expect that taxes will be going up. We know uh, during um, during the last administration between uh, twenty what twenty sixteen to twenty twenty, we know that the uh, tax rate had been lowered um, to make sure uh, to you know so so you know people don't have to pay as much taxes. Well, with all the money that's being pumped into the marketplace, with um, with the government not bringing in as much money through taxes, that's going to have to change. All right. Now, just so you know, um, our tax rate helps to fund Social Security. Okay, so. I'm saying I'm putting these things out there so you guys know that taxes will be going up. If they did not go up, then Social Security will be impacted. Their ability to put uh, to to fund Social Security, pay out benefits, or to have those uh, benefits keep up with um, cost of living will be a little bit difficult. Hopefully, that has kind of given you guys. Um, a lay of the land. It's giving you an understanding of what's happening uh, in the economy and what's going to be happening in the near future. I guess the next question is, what is, what should you do? How do you profit from? Uh, how do you profit from inflation, or at least how do you keep from inflation derailing you and keeping you from building wealth? So I'm going to share with you five things that I want you to consider uh, to make sure that you profit during this time during inflation. Number one, guys, you know, you know that you can only cut so much out of your budget. There's only so much you can cut. We know going to the grocery store costs money. We know gas stations cost money, clothes, consumer items, uh, cars. We know that. We know these things cost money, but there's only so much you can cut. So the first thing you want to do, number one, is put a coupon um, extension or a price reduction uh, um, extension onto your uh, phone or your computer. When you are searching online and you're looking for items to purchase or buy, uh, there are extensions or apps that you can put on, uh, on onto your browser that will point out where you might be able to get a cheaper price for whatever the item is that you're looking for. Um, so you can look up companies like Honey, uh, Rukatan, Capital One, Amazon Assistant. That's one to take a look at. Uh, so those extensions will, as you are searching online and you're looking for items, it'll scour the internet and see if it can find a cheaper Price for that particular item for you. Um, you might want to consider buying from places like Costco's, uh, Sam's Club, or some of those other membership type clubs in order to save a few dollars. So hopefully something like that will help. But like I said before, you can only cut so much. So what are we going to have to do instead? Uh, guys, I want you to start looking at creating a home base business. That is the second item that you should consider. Why? 
Because if you can't, if you can only cut so much, the thing that you want to do now is you want to start trying to figure out how can I increase the amount of income I bring in. And the best way to do that is through having a home-based business, not through getting a second job. Jobs are highly taxed, and that's not what you want to do. Secondly, jobs offer you no control, and jobs also do not give you the ability to scale, meaning it does not give you the ability to, to make a lot more money while having to not make a large investment either with time or money. Okay. So you want to make sure you create a home-based business. Home-based businesses allow you to write off some of your home expenses, a portion of those things, which allows you to reduce your taxes, right? Uh, it allows you to take some of your business expenses and write some of those things off as well. Yet another way for you to shield your income from taxes. And of course, you're able to grow uh, your income as much as you would like uh, by by making sure that you um, identify and start the right kind of home-based business. In particular, I like businesses where you are working with digital products, digital products, ebooks, calendars, um, uh, planners. Um, you could have, uh, uh, I wrote a book uh, that comes in digital form. And so uh, that continues to pay me month after month after month, right? You might have uh, a course that you have developed. You can develop courses and put those out there. Right. So I like digital products because once you create that digital product once, you don't have to create multiple products over and over and over again in order to sell them. You only produce it one time and now you get the opportunity to sell that particular product over and over and over again. So I really love digital products for that. Um, but I also do have a, a, a big list of things you can do from home to generate an income and create a home-based business. If you would like that, um, comment below and I will send it to you, okay? Um, so that's number two, create a start a home-based business. Number three, if you haven't looked into it just yet, consider refinancing um, some of your debt that you currently have. If you have a mortgage, if you have car loans, if you have personal loans, um, if you have uh, credit, even credit cards, right? Now might be the time for you to look at uh, refinancing as much of that debt as you possibly can because, like I said before, we know interest rates are going to be going up, okay? And so when the federal funds rate or the federal rate goes up, that means bank rates go up. That means your rate goes up. So you want to uh, look at refinancing as much of your debt as you possibly can that makes sense, right? Um, before interest rates go up. So that's number three. Number three. Uh, number four. Hey guys, if you do not have to buy a car, if your car is not on its last leg, for you guys out there who just want to, you know, get a new car uh, or get something different and want to ball out, now is not the time. Keep your money in your pocket. 
Only reason why I would say get buy another vehicle is if you're going to use that vehicle to generate income for you. If you're looking to buy a vehicle that you're going to put on Hire Car or Turo or some of the other car rental platforms out there, then I would say fine, go for it. But if this is going to be a personal uh, a personal vehicle of yours, one that you're going to be paying for, don't if you don't have to, don't buy. Do not buy a car right now. You want to make sure that you are using debt um, only for those things that allow you to generate more income. So instead of buying a car, now might be the time for you to look at purchasing uh, multifamily homes, uh, duplexes, triplexes, uh, or fourplexes. Uh, so uh, if you happen to, uh, if you haven't bought um, a, a a home within the last, I think if you haven't bought a home in the last five or 10 years, I have to check that for you. Um, you may be able to get a first-time home buyer's FHA loan, which then means you're able to just put down three and a half percent if you qualify as a first-time home buyer, which then means instead of buying a single-family home, if you bought a duplex, right, you're able to buy the duplex, live in one side of it, and rent out the other side for uh, for a year. After a year you're actually able to move out of that property and you can rent out both sides of it. If it's a triplex or a fourplex, same approach. Um, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to use and leverage debt to make income producing, uh, to purchase income producing assets that help to put income in your pocket and helps to increase your, your, uh, your capital appreciation and helps you to build wealth. That is the best use of debt, not buying a car. Your best use of debt is to use debt to purchase items that are going to put income in your pocket or help you to build wealth. Finally, the fifth way I want you to, um, I want you to invest differently. Here's how you can actually profit from inflation. So one of the things that we know people um, tout the, the, the benefits associated with investing in IRAs or investing in 401ks, 403bs, these are qualified uh, retirement programs that allow you to contribute money today, write those contributions off on your taxes today, have those monies invested over long periods of time, and then once you reach retirement age or 59 and a half, you're able to take the money out and then pay taxes on it. Well, if you remember, I said taxes will most likely be going up. So I would encourage you to consider or look at investing in things where you're actually able to pay with app where you're able to invest after tax dollars. Go ahead and pay those taxes now because those taxes are likely to be higher come 10, 20 years down the road. So you want to consider looking at things like uh, Roth, uh, Roth IRAs or Roth 401ks, anything that allows you to invest after tax dollars 
will probably be in your best interest because you don't want to wind up paying higher taxes later. Go ahead and pay them now. If you have a high deductible, high deductible health insurance, then you uh, may be eligible to invest in what's called an HSA. It's a health savings account. It's monies that you set aside for qualified medical expenses. Those, those contributions that you, uh, that you take out um, are tax deductible, okay? Those contributions can also be invested, meaning they can grow tax deferred. And then later down the road, when you have a qualified medical expense, then you can actually take monies out of, out of your HSA tax-free for medical qualified for qualified medical expenses. That is definitely something to look at because it gives you triple benefit. You pay no taxes uh, when you when uh, when you contribute, right? You're able to have your money grow tax deferred, okay? And then once you take it out later because you have a qualified medical expense, it also comes out tax free. So you get triple benefit, triple benefit. Okay. And then finally, uh, another thing that you guys may want to take a look at. Many people don't understand how uh, life insurance can actually work best to your benefit in today's, uh, in, in today's economy. What do I mean? We know right now, again, based on interest rates going up, based on uh, you know, us having this, this tension with Russia, um, and based on taxes, we know the stock market probably is not going to be doing as well over the, over the coming years, okay? So if you're putting money into the marketplace right now, and the, and the stock market is going down, then your investment is going down. You can actually invest in the right type of life insurance, which allows you to put money in. When the stock market goes up, you're able to take advantage of the gains. But when the stock market goes down, you don't suffer any loss. That is correct. So since we know that the stock market is probably going to be quite volatile because of the war situation, because of taxes, and because we know the stock market has been doing well since 2009, it is due for a correction. Life insurance allows you to take advantage of the stock market as it is going up, but the right type of policy will allow you to not suffer any losses when the stock market goes down, which we know it will be going down over the next coming months and the next few years. Okay. So if you'd like to know more about that, feel free to email me or inbox me. I love to share more information with you about that. So there you have it, guys. Those are the five things that you want to consider. Uh, as always, if you feel like you are a little bit behind right now with your finances, if you're not exactly sure where you stand or uh, you like to just move forward and get to a better financial place, go to alexbjones.com forward slash fitness. I have a three to five minute uh, self-assessment that you can take, which would give you valuable insight as to where you are 
with your current finances and where you can strengthen and improve. All right. So you can click the link in the show notes below. So there you have it, guys. I hope this helps you during this, these turbulent and trying times. Uh, consider some of the information that I share with you. Do a little bit more research and figure out which of those things will best help you profit during this inflation. All right. Take care. God bless. We'll see you next time.